What is going on? I am your Lord Commissioner Tommy T, and this is Atiz Presents Fantasy Island Boys Fantasy Football Podcast, giving you the week two recap. And this is a very special podcast today because you won't only have to hear just my voice. You want to let's uh, let's just bring you in nice and slow here. Who who I got here to my left? So uh, this is good old powder speaking. Hey yo! <laughs> I decided to skip work super early. Got plenty to do, but I didn't care. I said screw it, COVID. I'm gonna go hang out with Tommy T and enjoy some. Uh, I don't know, talking trash, goofing <laughs> yeah. around. I don't know if I got trash to talk right now after this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean you are uh, what you're owing to. Yeah, I'm right behind you with one and one. So. Oh, and two with my best start probably in the last three years. <laughs> <laughs> Tied, right? Tied for your best start. Tied. Yeah, putting <laughs> up points, not getting W's. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. But uh, no, man. How about that? How about those? Well, how you been? How you been, man? I mean, I, last time I saw you was uh, at your office not too long ago. But I'm doing good. I mean. The new immunotherapy is doing doing work. CT scan is looking okay. I mean, not great, but okay. Yeah. Um, nothing to change treatment plans. So, I mean, I'm getting around. I'm doing things. Four months ago, I could barely stand up and walk. Yeah. Uh, now I'm playing disc golf every other week and Hell things yeah. like that. So I'm going out and doing things and hanging out with the family and moving around. So I've called a general overall improvement. Fuck yeah, that is awesome, man. That is good good news. Um. Yet nothing much here. I'm still a bum. I'm uh, basically work from home, and by work, I I wake up and I make myself busy. <laughs> so what does that even involve? Just uh, building shit, uh, creating stupid network labs, and uh, breaking things just to fix them. And yeah, <laughs> I know it's not managing your football team. No, what, no, no, I try to. I probably have too much time to manage that thing, but I, I did all right this week. I did all right this week. But uh, speaking of uh, all right this week, there are not some real NFL players that are not doing well this week. This week was uh, absolutely fucking ridiculous. Um, I think I saw some word or some stat somewhere. They said that. 12 or 15 of the top 46 fantasy football players through week through week two, it was like 12 or 15, have either missed a game or got hurt and came out of a game and didn't return. And 60% of those are 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that was such a brutal game, man. First seeing fucking uh, Nick Bosa go down, holding his knee, immediately, you know, it's like, that's not good at all. Fucking chucks his helmet off. Solomon Thomas fucking lays there. I thought it was his head because the way he was laying there, but nope, Solomon Thomas, knee done, out for the year, just like Bosa. And then Jimmy G goes down, and we're and it's his good leg, and it ends up being a high ankle sprain, but he tries to stick it out, but doesn't... He he throws he throws a touchdown on one leg basically and uh, then gets pulled at halftime and Nick Mull it becomes the Nick Mullen show and then Raheem Mostert in the second quarter goes down as well and we don't know what's up with his knee exactly or when he'll oh. be available and uh, same four, he's out for four weeks oh Jesus Expected four weeks 
And uh, Tevin Coleman also, his leg is what his knee as well. So that's four knees, four knees. And then uh, I think even Dre Greenlaw had a knee. So five knees, Dre Greenlaw, and then DJ Jones had a knee as well. So that is six. My math is fucked up here, but it's probably six 49ers that have fucking bum knees now because of a field that they uh, were very questionable on playing on before the game even started. They they want they were like this this field is sticky, and where did they play? I don't even remember. Met life in uh, oh, in, in New York. So the Jets and Giants yeah, field, yeah. yeah, that was. So and now we have to play the Jets this week, or excuse me, the Giants. So we the same field back to back, and there's a question that oh hey Kittle could come back this week. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo could play this week. I, I think I think they say fuck it and no, we're gonna bench all of our starters and if they have to come in, they will. But uh, man, we I, that field's horrible. Apparently, the, uh, man, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I don't. The I was listening to something I don't remember what it was on, on the week back, and they said that the 49ers let anybody go back out there and play on their field. I didn't even know what field they were talking about. Yeah. That it was just, it's it's a bad idea just because even Jimmy Garoppolo in an interview said he does not feel confident or comfortable going back on that field, going out and playing again on yeah. that field. So they might hold off a lot of people just even that could come back and play injured yeah. until they come back because they have three games at home next yeah. within mm-hmm. San Francisco until they're back on that field, which would be interesting to hold over your team. Basically, give up, you're probably going to give up a loss. Well... Mm-hmm. Yeah, Saquon Barkley less fucking uh, Giants team that also has to play on that shit field. And uh, uh, who else is out? Oh, uh, Sterling Shepard's out as well. I mean, just all their receivers are about the same anyway. So I mean, looking over over the injury reports, it's Broncos have two major injuries. Oh, yeah. You guys lost Cortland Sutton probably for the year now too, right? Cortland Sutton and uh, Drew Locke. Drew Locke. this, I think the Seahawks don't have a big injury yet, other than I think um, a lineman. They have a lineman down. I don't remember who that is. But no. there's there's very few teams that are not suffering from the lack of a preseason kind of build yeah, up yeah. at all. I think that could be a, that could equate to a lot of the problems. Is just the you're not getting those those that quarter here, the two quarters there at the beginning of the season to get your body right and. These guys are professional athletes, so they're in shape all the time anyway. But they do have to take time off, and that's what that off season is. And then they got to get back into it. So it is—it's not like they're primed to play an NFL game as soon as they roll out of bed in the off season. Got to get that body conditioned right. But uh, well, yeah, I mean, you just—you just get hit. I mean, there's but that many sport. but that many knee injuries in one game. I, that is ridiculous. That's... Even the Jets were getting hurt as well. I think like uh, Paul Hogan, Paul Hogan, <laughs> Crocodile Dundee, Chris Hogan, uh, Chris Hogan, um, uh, a couple of other dudes, they got hurt too. And... See, uh, I don't know if Joe Flacco's already hurt, but their injury report is Joe Flacco, J- Jameson Crowder. Yeah, he was out before. Connor McGroven. I don't even know who that is. Conor McGregor. Yeah. yeah Conor McGregor. <laughs> center. Wide receiver, Perryman, Hogan, and Wilt. Oh, yeah. Brashard Perryman got hurt during that game against the Niners. And cornerback Wilson. All 
Yeah. Last Sunday's game. Yeah, against the 49ers. So they, they had three injuries themselves. And yeah, hope, it's it's crazy. It's, it's hard just, to say. It's hard to blame. Hard to blame a uh, the field for all of it. But holy shit, that's a lot of ACLs. And they're even saying that uh, Bosa's or not Bosa's. I'm sorry. I was getting my. I'm talking. I'm going to shift to Saquon Barkley. Saquon mm-hmm. Barkley probably the biggest fantasy implication gone for the year. He tore. Everything in his knee, MCL, ACL, and PCL. It's like holy fuck. And he has to so because he he because he tore his MCL, he has to wait two weeks for the inflammation from that to go down before he can even get the surgery. Yeah, which just puts him even farther behind the the recovery curve for next year. Yeah. That's- God damn, this is brutal, man. Brutal. And uh, uh, what was that? There was another. Oh, Christian McCaffrey. He's hurt as well, yeah, the, but the, but he's not gone for the year. But what does weeks. that look like? Four weeks? Does four he come? Four to six weeks. Yeah. Does he come back? Does he come back after week six? So I think their bye week is like week seven or does six. He come or seven back at one hundred percent. I mean, there's a lot of. But this is this will be his first game missed ever in his career. That's that's running back, right? Yep. yep. That's that time. <laughs> yep. First game. Back. First year or first game he's ever missed. So wow. That's they, fucking crazy. They run the ball through him, so he just yeah. he just gets eaten. Makes a, a makes a makes the waiver wire very interesting in the FIB. It's like, what are we gonna do here? <laughs> makes it makes yeah. it frustrating. Yeah, or I'm sure some people are like, uh, just freaking out right now. <laughs> yeah, or dropping their entire roster. Or dropping like yeah. speaking of people dropping their entire roster, Chano. Uh, a little bit of before we get into the matchups here, just to let the FIB owners and or not owners managers um, know that you may have gotten a little surprised when you were looking at the waiver wire and saw that there was one Saquon Barkley available in the waiver wire. First thing I did was pick up the old ring ding ding and called Chano and was like, "Hey, dude, what are you doing?" I had to see where your head's at here. And surprisingly, I thought he was like, oh, fuck it. I just don't want him anymore. No, he he actually spit knowledge and was like, I do not want to carry him for the entire off season or the entire season, just taking up an IR spot. I have no intentions of keeping him. He's just too expensive. And he said, I'm probably going to have a real low draft pick and I do not want to waste it on Saquon Barkley. And that's like waste, waste on Saquon Barkley. But then he's like, I he has done nothing for me. But in all actuality, though, is like, what have you done for Saquon Barkley, John? Yeah. <laughs> what have you surrounded around him? No, but uh, no, I can, I can totally get, I can totally get what you're, where you're going at with there. And, and then I said, well, just give them up on draft day instead of throwing them out to the fucking wolves in week three and he's like, it doesn't matter to me because it's going to cost them a keeper. They are going to have to get rid of somebody, and it's going to cost them a first-round draft pick. And he's like, I want to make my own pick, and I don't want it to be Saquon Barkley. Well, and so. the other thing is, it's whoever picks him up is going to have to hold him in an IR slot that we're only in week two, might become much more valuable oh, yeah. very yeah. quickly here soon. Very, yeah. And I mean, depending on how we go forward – Shit, if they if they go forward next season, they don't do preseason games either. Shit, we might keep 
we might keep these three IR slots on our roster because of uh, COVID will hopefully be managed by then and it'll just be you don't have preseason okay you're still gonna get fucking guys get hurt so I would hope that by next year if we're in the still still the same situation that they'll manage it better do they'll yeah. probably look at the play I, if I was a players I would even if I was a player association I would be I would be fighting for the preseason mm-hmm. just for that the reason of I think we're at 45 or 50 percent more injuries to date from the last three years yeah something stupid number like that like players are getting hurt and not even just nicks and bruises out for season massive injuries yeah that usually would never usually it's about week four or five we see the first person coming out for a full season Mm -hmm. and usually it's one and then six or seven there's one or two more guys and it's you like a freak accident or something because you're but yeah, like either over top. overuse, overuse, or just you get rolled up wrong. Yeah, like I think was it three years ago that Tom Brady rolled an ankle scenario. Oh yeah, four years ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's usually the week two type of injury yeah. that you see where you're out for the season. Just something that you looked at it and you went, yeah, he's done. <laughs> <laughs> he's not coming back. Yeah. So so what what kind of. Uh, just looking over the scores and the records of real real football, um, what is there any teams out there that are surprising you or not surprising you? I have to look at the whole record because I look at the standings. Definitely Atlanta's not doing anything. Oh this my year. god, Atlanta's Atlanta's fire. I thought for sure. They had Dallas dead to rights, dude. I know. And with today's rules, an onside kick. How do you get a fucking onside kick in with today's rules? It looks like it because oh. they played hot potato with the football. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want it. You have it. You have, oh shit. We're supposed to be playing football, not hot potato. Oh yeah, that was that was that was disgusting. Um so if we're gonna go to go with surprise, I'm gonna go with surprise is the Chicago Bears. Oh, being two and oh? Two and oh. I didn't yeah. see that coming. The no. Vikings being 0 and two. Yeah. That's that's kind of a just what? Especially after the season they had last year, they were just they're playing good ball. Um, the well, end- they did lose. They did lose their offensive coordinator to be the Browns' head coach, Stefanski, Stefanski, whatever his name was. Yeah, but uh, so the Vikings that is. But mm-hmm. they got Dalvin Cook. They have Adam Thielen. They've got what was that? Uh, Irvin Smith. Okay. They've got. Kyle Rudolph, they've got play. You've Je- uh, Jefferson, uh, Justin Jefferson, out of a rookie out of LSU. He just hasn't done anything yet, but he hasn't had an option. He hasn't had a chance to do anything because Kirk Cousins has just not been good, man. Yeah, they're they're not playing. They're just the whole team. Their whole offense isn't clicking anymore. Yeah, but I mean, if you take on, I think he was an offensive minded coach. Uh, Stefanski. Yeah, yeah, he was their offensive coordinator. Now he's the head coach of the Browns. Yeah, so there you go. You lost. You lost. You know, you lose a key piece like, like that. Ah, shit, that's yeah. what we gave away our key. Well, if we know, <laughs> if we've learned anything about the Patriots, because Tom Brady's down here playing for Tampa Bay and ain't doing a thing. Yeah, coaching staff means way more in the NFL than the players. Yeah. So I mean, some players rise above that, but. Uh, Tom Brady ten years ago is probably would have rised rose above that, but but, but yeah, it's, Tom Brady on the Patriots though is still a top three quarterback. Yeah, probably not yeah. a. Uh, 
But now look at Cam Newton. Yeah, now Cam- he's looking like a top five quarterback right yeah. now, fantasy wise. And not afraid. Doesn't look like he's like shying down to any of them big boy hits at all. Well, he just he looks like he's playing with confidence, and he's. I think he does. Because he's got I think a he chip is. on his shoulder. I think. Yeah. yeah, and he's. I think he's bought into the system. He. I think that was part of the deal with him coming to. Um, to the Patriots, I've noticed he's a little less flashy. I've been watching highlights of him, and the most he does is a little, a little Superman pull. Yeah. Not when he's in Carolina, that thing, it was a yeah. whole, whole, you know, it was a big motion. <laughs> they I'm set up it. a phone booth and everything, and he got out dressed as Superman. Yeah, yeah. It's, it seems like <laughs> it was a whole production. <laughs> you know, Belichick. You know, you're gonna do this my way. You can do a little flashy. We're gonna yeah. let you refresh yourself a little bit, but you're gonna get yourself in this system, and you're gonna play. And yeah, I think we're seeing a big, big, big jump on that. Um, who else? I would say McCarthy and the Cowboys look better, but they don't. They lucked into a win last night, and they got yeah. handed or two nights ago, I guess Sunday they, night, yeah, and they or got, Sunday afternoon. They got, they got handed to them. I don't know. The, only, the The only kind of big surprise I would say would be well, the Buffalo Bills being zero two too. No, they're two and zero. Two and zero, yeah, two and zero. Josh Allen, Josh Allen, man, I. So I think I said it last week was I'm 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 not patting myself on the back here but I only targeted two quarterbacks in the draft in our draft. Mm-hmm. I was either going to go for Deshaun Watson in the 5th, but he was gone, or Josh Allen in the 8th. The 8th round came and Josh Allen was there. I was like, "Well, I'm going to stay true." And that's it. Those were legit the only two quarterbacks I had on my board because I did not want to spend a lot on a quarterback this year. And like I said, Deshaun Watson was the only one I was going to reach for. So in every mock draft I did, it was Josh Allen was always always available in the eighth. And I'm like, I can, uh, let's do it this. Let's do, th- let's do that. So it's worked out for me. The dude's the number two quarterback in all of uh, FIB and our fantasy league is number two. It's, pretty, it's been pretty awesome. So uh, I was just doing it for his legs. But uh, the dude's been throwing touchdowns and for hundreds of yards. Like, he had four, over 400 yards and four touchdowns this week. So, it's like, fuck yeah. I like it. I'll take it. But uh, that that is my one good decision I made draft day. <laughs> is it your only good decision? Well, I kept Chubb instead of DeAndre Hopkins in the first round. So, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I think, is like the number three wide receiver in fantasy right now. Yeah. And... Uh, Chubb is like the 10th running back in fantasy. So it's still out there. Still got a top 10 ish at the position. So, but uh, yeah, my, my surprise, my surprise right now is how much better the Rams are playing this year. Um, I mean, they didn't have, I mean, they did lose a bunch of players or whatever, especially Todd Gurley. And it's, they're still playing good defense, of course, and they're scoring points. So the Rams have been, they fucking mollywopped the Eagles at thirty-seven to nine. So that the Rams were that Rams are not are not what I who they who I thought they were going to be. I thought they were going to be more of like what they were last season with losing all those players and and it, it just yeah the the Rams were a big surprise for me. The, the Cardinals I think are not for real. I think they're just a flash right now with Kyler Murray and them. I just don't think that they're going to sustain. The whole season. Well, I mean, you take that whole division. They've only gotten one loss, and that's an interdivision rival. Like then, yeah. I mean, I think a lot's going to be said coming in the next couple of weeks because yeah. injuries are going to dictate a lot to that of that division. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, 
What about the Raiders? They kind Raiders. of popped out of blue out of the blue. Yeah. To, out of the Raiders blue. are looking good, dude. Real good. I, I mean, name a wide receiver. Name a star wide receiver that has stood out amongst others on their team. Right. Exactly. That's they're, they're doing. They're throwing. Yeah, they're throwing it all over the place. Except, well, last night, what was it like? Thirteen catches for Waller. Maybe yep. and more. And a touchdown. And a touchdown. Yeah. And probably the easiest touchdown he'll ever score in his Good life. Yeah. Just basically stood up and walked over to the right touchdown. Yeah. But uh but no, yeah, the Raiders being two and oh man and, and then beating beating the Saints on Monday night. This could be something, man. Maybe it was the energy of of the new stadium or whatever, with absolutely nobody in it. But empty new stadium, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it looks nice. It does. It does. That that was pretty cool. Their little the little torch that uh, Al Davis's wife's lit up at the beginning. That was uh, that was pretty dope. I like that. I mean, they put up a W against the Panthers, not a slouch team. Yeah. Saints not and and from behind, which. Coming back from behind against the Saints, that's hard to do because yeah. they're a pick happy defense and they force you to play. Yeah, definitely play catch up. And- definitely, and and what I like, what I like is that I was I've always been a David Carr like I've always liked him, but he's burnt me so many times in fantasy football that I kind of stay away from him. But then you see games like last night where he he makes these beautiful throws like uh, places that only his wide receivers are going to make the ball make the catch just right out over the grip or over the fingertips of safeties and linebackers and he's he's doing it on a regular basis but as soon as i pick him up and put him on my fantasy team he's gonna fucking have a noodle arm dude it's just gonna be it's gonna be bad well, but <laughs> can you can you pick him up by week? Uh, let's see when do we put when are the Broncos? Yeah, week before week ten. So we can get a W. Because <laughs> the Broncos. You guys have to anything. wait till week ten to play them. Yeah, we don't. Holy shit! Yeah, I know it's a division rival. So I was expecting one more before that. So we play yeah. them week ten and then again week seventeen. Oh shit! That's that's. I mean that's. I mean, that's you kind of like, want to play a division game before everyone gets hurt, right? That's yeah. nuts, man. Let's see. They don't. Their first division game is not till week five against the Chiefs. Oh shit! <laughs> so they go up against New England, which will be a real good test for them. For the Raiders or the Broncos? The Raiders. Oh, okay. In in New England, in okay. Gillette Stadium. So then they go to Buffalo, another test. Yeah. Test right now. And then Kansas City. So they're going up. We're going to find out what the Raiders got in the next yeah. three weeks. What do you think? What do you think about these fines that are going around for the coaches? I I think it's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I I think it's ridiculous because you don't you're not you're not putting the my re, my part of the ridiculousness is there is no requirement for the guys sitting on the sidelines for them players. Yeah, there's they're not dealing out fines for guys with their helmets off. Yeah, not putting on a mask. You know I I understand when you're not on the field, but there, it's it's a double standard. Yeah, and these guys are and everybody's is, tested. Well, and yeah, everyone's tested, and on top of that, everybody they're exposed to each other. They're gonna be, they're with each other every single day. What are you pre- preventing the spread of what? They're yeah, they're they're on the field with each other all day every single. Common day. sense has got to fucking come into play sometime because yeah. that's that's they was a hundred thousand dollars per coach. That has done it. There was what Pete Carroll. Yeah, was Pete Carroll. Dollar fine to the club for the team. Yeah, and then they got both of them last night. Both yeah. the coaches last night. So that's five hundred thousand dollars just in coaches fines, 
And what 250 times five, almost a million is that a million dollars? Yeah, it's a million yeah, dollars, million like a million dollars in freaking probably more, but whatever. A lot of fucking money in fines because you're not wearing a mask on a sideline on a team who's all been tested and a team and a referee staff or a, an umpire staff that has been tested and then an opposing team who's all been un- testing every day. Well, I'm sure it's not every day anymore, but. Everybody's been tested. Everybody's fine. And still, who are you going to give it to? Somebody who, well, it, the, or who are you going to get it from? Yeah. Basically. I, it doesn't make sense. And then you got, what's his name? Who's the Chiefs coach? coach uh, Reed? Reed? Uh, Andy Reed. Andy Reed. Andy Reed sitting there with this big old, you know, fogged big, over, fogged yeah. over mask, right? Yeah. And it's like, all right, we know, we know that doesn't do any good. But you're yeah. checking, you know, you check the block, you pe- protected it. Because this is what it is. What is it? Protect the shield. Yeah, that's what this is all about. Yeah. It's imaging. Yep, if, yep. Because the NFL is like we were, we're trying to lead. I get it too. It's like they're going to lead the way because they want us to go to their games. They want the fans in the on the in the seats in the stadiums. And the only way they're going to do that is to prove that, that they're they're safe. But at the same time, really, a fucking hundred grand for not fucking having a mask on because you call the play. And then you get into the moment of coaching, and now you have now your mask is on on, on your chin, chin or whatever, or you're yelling Jesus and you can't Christ. hear no one can hear you, so you pull yeah. it down so you can yell so people can hear you. Yeah, I don't. I mean, if things we're worried about, I I, I don't I don't I don't get that one. Now, mm-hmm. now like the only time I could it, I could see a possibility of something making sense is when both teams at the end of the game and before the game. Are crossing over just you know because mm-hmm. that's a time when you have to worry about it because yeah. now these are two sets of people that aren't really in contact with each other all the time especially in the coaching staff yeah you know the players have been banging you know against each other but in the coaching staff yeah and okay maybe you put it on then you know but on the sidelines with your own team that you've been around for for the last seven weeks at this point yeah you're outdoors or you're in a open area like it doesn't I don't understand the concept in the fines. I don't understand the concept of targeting the coaches when you're not targeting players as well. Um, other than I think they would just get play. You know, it would get. There's no one to protect the coaches. Yeah. There's no coaches association, so they can't do that. But I just think it was stupid. It just basically boils down to stupid. Yeah. And it's semantics. It's all about optics, not not reality. That's yeah. what that that was, and that bugs. That bugs me because if I'm okay with doing reasonable, having this process be reasonable, but when we're doing things for optics, yeah, come on. Because I, I mean, if we if we go down to the letter of the law, it should have been almost every single head coach should have got fined this week. Yeah, if, there yeah, was a lot of yeah, there were a lot of head coaches. Yeah, there was a lot of people that didn't get fined, or they were doing things like Andy Reid. They had that big old mask where it was half tilted. Yeah, you know it's it's half tilted outway, so it doesn't fog up. It's basically not doing anything. Yeah, you know, so it's like you know, Andy Reid's. Yeah, sure, he's checking the block, but the it doesn't. It's not. You know, you're not doing anything with you're just fogging up that big walrus thing. Well, and he's he, like, how do you even it, see it? I yeah. mean, I, you know, he can see tilted he, it out. He tilted yeah. like more than a 45 degree angle, so he's so he could like read down yeah. his his playbook and stuff and. So it really wasn't. It was just the same thing that Pete Carroll was doing, where 
he had it below his chin for a second while he was talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the video I've seen the entire time. Yeah, you know, he had it down when some player came in and he talked to him on his shoulder and then put it back up. So, I mean, if coaches can't be heard over the simulated crowd noises and stuff like that, well, then let's cut that out so they can be safe. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, it, it's like it's like guilty until proven innocent, and. Are we all infected until we're proven we're not? And they've been tested every single. All so are obviously not positive. It, it just it just it blows me away. Like you said, they're they're together every single day, every single day, and I'm sure a lot of these guys, their families, are not living in the areas that they're in, and they're keeping them their families safe. And if not, then they would have opted out or if they weren't they were going to opt out and stay with their family like a lot of players were allowed to do so it's like i just i just don't get it yeah it's, i would like to i would like to see the nfl give a better better broader explanation on what the fines were for was it for mass violation you know not wearing a mask on the field was it during a press conference because i could see it being a little more yeah a little more emphasis on there in press conferences where you are being exposed to a bunch of random people you know in the press you know yeah. from a different city and okay i mean like i want to kind of i haven't seen other than for violating mass policy it's like and and you see you see the post game interviews where the players on the field the interviewers up here with a long microphone or whatever and none of them are wearing masks so is it only the social distancing is that the big thing or is it both because whatever it does either way it doesn't make sense and it's stupid yeah. absolutely stupid it's more than stupid <laughs> you want to get into these matchups yeah sure and now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation So, week two in the books, and I'll, I'll talk about my I'll talk about my matchup first, just because it was one of the two teams that did not score. Not my team, but my opponent, uh, Hail Mary Jane, our Brown Clown, um, did not score a hundred points. And one other guy in the our uh, our league squire, uh, Eddie Gano, Eddie Rock. Uh, Yoda's finest did not score 100 points either, which goes back to if you don't score 100 points in the FIB, you lose. And this week proves true. So um, I, whoa, where's that coming from? I don't know. Oh, it's my water heater. <laughs> it's my water heater, guys. Sorry, we're 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 recording in the garage, so that means somebody's probably taking a shower. Sheree exactly. just got home from work, so she's probably showering. So I like, apologize. Sounded exactly like like, wa- like feedback. I know. I was like, oh shit, what are we getting? Like here? a wire, a wire got crossed with a power line. So it sounds like. <laughs> no, it's my water heater. Good God. All right. Um, yeah. So power, I have probably, power through, Tom. Power through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I go through uh, my uh, probably the best week I've had in a very long time, and Chana, one of Chana's worst today, or to since his time in the FIB. So the headline reads: Finally, NFL.com is th- th- for at least this matchup. They actually pit, put some goddamn thought and some love and some 
feeling into a headline instead of untouchables beat hail mary jane period no so here's the here's the recap the untouchables smashes hail mary jane and establishes early season dominance i like that i like that a lot the untouchables recorded the second highest score this week to crush hail mary jane 170 to 85 the untouchables took a 41 point lead on thursday and never looked back this win had a taste of revenge for the Untouchables following a difficult postseason defeat last year to Hail Mary Jane. The Untouchables shifts into seventh place, and Hail Mary Jane stays in the cellar. Now, this is some, uh, some insult to injury. They didn't put a lot of thought into this. They just looked at stats. Saquon Barkley really deserved more touches for Hail Mary Jane <laughs> as he put up a whopping 28 total yards on just four touches. Because his kneecaps are still on the field. <laughs> <laughs> I got no fucking legs, coach. In addition to the fantasy victory, the Untouchables was savvy enough to choose winners in real football as well among among all their starters, Hayden Hurst <laughs> is the only one whose NFL team lost in week two by one point to the Cowboys. Fucking Falcons. The Untouchables take on Freaks and Zeke in week three, while Hail Mary Jane goes up against Yoda's finest in week two. So, yeah, man. I got I got I got that early uh that early Thursday night game and started Nick Chubb and I almost pulled Odell Beckham Jr. I almost did. And I was like, you know what? If I as soon as I do this, he's gonna blow up. He's gonna he's gonna blow up and I'm gonna be ah oh, fuck why why did I pull him? So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna ride with two Browns in my offense. <laughs> and uh it paid yeah, off because yeah. I was up I was up by forty uh forty plus points come uh come uh Thursday or excuse me Friday morning. So that was good. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, never looked back. Yeah, never looked back. Does that put you in the? Does that put you in the money? No, I'm in seventh Stop. place now. So I'm talking I would, about a week one score. Or oh, we're score. not doing bonuses this year. Oh, we're not. No, but even if I didn't, even if I did, uh, even if we were doing bonuses, Joey beat me out. Uh, yeah, Schottenheimer uh, beat me yeah. out by a few points this week. I don't want to talk about that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I score 170 and Chano gets 85. But uh, that just like I said, Josh Allen, man, he's been my he's been my uh, my rock, man. He's been my rock, and Derrick Henry yet through two weeks does not have a touchdown, a buttload of carries and yards, but not. Yeah, I mean, he's, a getting getting, the, he's getting the ball, though, so I mean, that's yeah. all you can ask for. He's also yeah. not in he's receptions. Getting, he's getting volume, but, yeah, he's not the pass catcher. Um, but uh, uh, the volume is there, and quietly, fucking the Tennessee Titans are 2-0 and and have, uh, what's his face, Tannehill threw four touchdowns, and not one of them to Derrick Henry. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I was kind of dis- kind of disheartened by that as my, my, my top keeper not uh not cost wise but the guy that i expect the most out of still has not found the end zone yeah your most disappointing player disappointing player still put up eight points yeah i mean (laughs) come on you you threw ridiculous numbers out there yeah you had one two three three players over 20 points yep and only one under 10 and that was derrick henry yep so that was like the complete opposite of my week one showing against yeah. I had three players with double digits last year. 
or last week. <laughs> so the question is, does Chano get a chance to win next week when he goes up against uh, Ed? Yeah, he goes yes. up against uh, Eddie Rock. Yeah. So he he does, but uh, it'll be without Saquon Barkley. Uh, Ed, and uh, Ed's got a big injury too, doesn't he? Ed does not that I know of. Um, do you got their Do you got their rosters up? I got um, the score. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, wrong mouse. <laughs> wrong mouse. Um, but no. So so Chano did. Uh, we did talk about it, and Chano put. Uh, What's his face back in uh, back to the pool of wool for the wolves Saquon Barkley, um, but he just doesn't ha- he Hunter Henry and the Pittsburgh defense and Matt Ryan are about the only thing he's got going right now. Naheem Hines was he, he took a chance with Naheem Hines because of the injury to Marlon Mack. Um, unfortunately, for Chano. Jonathan Taylor's the dude that uh, the guy from Tool Time uh, and Lion King, the kid who played Lion King in the original Jonathan Taylor Thomas, he <laughs> scored all the running back points in, in Indianapolis this week. And he, I mean, on paper, he doesn't look horrible, but he did play horrible. So, yeah, I don't think Ed's got a big, a big uh, injury. No, he doesn't have a big injury. He's got. No one to be scared of, but I'll cook, I guess, a little bit. Oh, uh, Jared Cook? Yeah. Well, he does have CEH, and uh, I am I, I am on record for not being impressed by him. I mean, I, he did well week one, but I am not a huge CEH supporter due, just because of his average draft position. Not because of him as a player. I just did not think he should have been a fucking sell-the-house sell the house to get this guy kind of guy and that's what people did well i mean so. he would have been if because he's a rookie I, it would have probably been my number one overall draft pick yeah if i didn't pick connor <laughs> but would you have gotten would you have picked up damian williams with your number one over overall draft pick was he on the board no he opted out for covid uh and he was the start he's their starting running back yeah, if he would have been, yeah, I would. You would have taken Damian Williams number one overall. Yeah, no, you wouldn't have. I don't know. You would have taken just because he's on. Cause you would have taken Dalvin Cook or anybody. Well, I can't remember Josh Jacobs. You would have taken him over Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs was out there. Maybe I don't know because I would probably still would have probably focused on a running back. My yeah, my argument was. Nobody was talking about Damian Williams being like a top two, three, four, five guy in the draft, and then he opts out. Then all of a sudden, this unproven rookie is. That was my whole argument. Is like, why? Why? I mean, because he's on Kansas City. That's the only reason why. But nobody he, was taking Damian Williams that high. That's what I'm getting at. It's like, what? Why? And he was going to be the starter. So I don't know. It's, I mean, it's a flash I, in a pan league. I mean, true. You're you're exactly you're exactly right. Hype, hype is everything. In this I got game. money, and I got money on my. I got mouth. I got money where my mouth is, and hopefully, Butters is the guy paying up. Mm-hmm. So I got uh, difference makers for the Untouchables is Josh Allen, scoring almost forty three points, four hundred and seventeen passing yards, and four TDs. The third highest score of any quarterback in the week this or in the league this week, and almost and, twenty yards rushing too. Yeah, Jeez. and then uh, Matt Ryan getting uh, for Hail Mary Jane scoring almost thirty-seven uh, with three seventy-three and four passing touchdowns. But the big L, 
tallied the fifth highest total score for the quarterback. So that's that was that matchup. You want to snag the next one? Whichever one you want, I don't care. Uh, I don't know. Might as well just get mine over with. Gotcha. I don't want to talk about this one. It's awful. <laughs> you All scored right. a group of points too, man. Schottenheimer's kids, kids picks up victory over Silent Killers. Yeah, back to the lame, back to the lame yep. startup. Yep. Because he just, dest- <laughs> well, he didn't destroy me, but. Mm-hmm. Shot. Okay, I'm gonna stop. Schottenheimer. <laughs> Schottenheimer's took down Silent Killers. One seventy four points one to one thirty four. And got the highest score this season. Yeah, so he'd yeah, been in the money. Yeah, if we he would have been in the money. Silent Killers just could, could not match up against Schottenheimers, who extended their career unbeaten streak to seven games in the series. Yes, I've never beaten Joey. You've never beaten I've Joey. I've never beaten Joey. <laughs> remind, me, remind me to say something after this <laughs> about uh, records. Uh, Deck Prescott ranked up in the third highest score in the league uh, this week with 42.8 points. 450 yards, only one touching pass down. Oh, but he got three rushes, rushing touchdowns um, for Silent Killers. Schottenheimer's 1-1, one one, 288 points, shifts into 6th place, and Silent Killers 0-2 goes to 10th place. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> another insult, another <laughs> insult to injury. Way to go, NFL.com, to putting salt in the wound. Uh, Raheel uh, Moster probably deserves more <laughs> touches for Silent Killers. You put a, a whopping 107 total yards on just 10 touches. That really made me and mad. And one of those came in 80 yards. I one know. touch for 80. I yeah. know. That, that made me so mad because I checked in on the game at like 10.30 before I went to church. And I'm like... Oh, I'm gonna have a big day with Moster. It's gonna yeah. be awesome. And it's like <laughs> he's injured and out for the season, like out for a while. Like, yeah. What? How did I go from possibly getting twenty something points to 14, just that, just yeah. fourteen or something? Seventeen point seven. Yeah. Uh, Schottenheimer's gets Hockamaniacs uh, one and one uh, in week three, while Silent Killer matches up against Pink Eye Slayers. Who's Two and oh, the champ. Which is yeah, that was brutal. You put up a grip of points, dude. I know. It's the funny part is I was talking about this before when on mic is this has been my best in Fantasy Island Boys uh, starts. Yeah, this is one of my fastest starts. I, I threw up. I think I don't remember how much last week. No, uh-huh. so you yeah you threw up you threw up one hundred and thirty five point eight eight this week. I threw which like you would you would have beat you would have beaten one two. Three, four, five, six, seven. You would have beaten seven teams in our league this yeah, week. Yeah, I would have beaten over half the league this week. Yeah. <laughs> and then last last week, I threw up 115. And I didn't even make good choices last week. I, yeah. I even admitted I made bad choices last week. James Conner James Conner had a beast of a game on your bench though but it was probably the same same as in the fourth quarter during garbage time so basically the same thing you would have got he would have got you a couple more points for uh, over Mostert but if you but you got Jonathan Taylor there and I think more more good things are going to come out of that dude right there that rookie yeah I'm I'm more looking forward to getting out of my division to be honest with you <laughs> get an opportunity to play against some other people because being in this division is just brutal and 
I don't know why. Like, I never play good against... Well, I play good against Joey, but he just always plays really good against me. Yeah. And then I've never... I think I've I've only beaten Dale once, and that was a fluke game where he had like six six guys that were on the... Well, now you get... you get. Uh, oh, no. you Yeah, you don't get Hawkamaniac now that he's lost CMC and Michael Thomas. <laughs> yeah, like I don't get him until <laughs> on the back end when we come yeah. around. Yeah. But I, I've played him once. The only be- when, game I've beaten him against is when, when he was on a like seven guys on bye week and he was just patching together a roster yeah and hoping i played bad and i played okay joe joey's team just hit because uh mahomes does normal mahomes things 30 point 31 points melvin gordon gets gets in the end zone through the air so without that he could have been a shit that could have been a shit day uh, only 14 receiving yards and one touchdown so melvin gordon just fell in the end zone that's what saved him austin eckler still Still, that his average draft position has yet to pay off, but uh, still gets some double digits. Mike Evans fell in the end zone at the end of the game. Calvin Ridley, Darren Waller, and Julian Edelman. Those three guys are the re- those were your downfall. Yeah, because uh, Calvin Ridley went off. Darren Waller went, went off, off, and Julian Edelman almost had 200 receiving yards. So yeah, those that's. You didn't do this. One wasn't on completely on you. You no. could have gotten a point here, more or a point here or there more, but no, that wasn't on you. That was your your just the performance, and fucking uh, Schottenheimer's kids just happened to have a fucking everybody hit on that day. And, and to be honest with you, Connor got I think almost half his points in one run. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, I was I was feeling good about my running back decisions, even with the injury to Moster. Yeah. Early, early on, but I mean, honestly, I think if you look at, oh, let me look at. And Joey, Joey could have had more points if he started Tannehill over Patrick Mahomes, but nobody's doing that. <laughs> Joey would have beaten like three play, like three two teams with just three players. Yeah. This week. <laughs> oh, or, that was another. Or, I meant to say that when I beat Chano, I was like, you could have pulled my quarterback, my kicker, and Nick Chubb off of my off of um, out of my lineup, and I still would have beat him. <laughs> Joey could have done the same thing. He could have just played Mahomes, uh, Ridley, Walker, and Edelman, and he would have beaten both yeah. Chano and Ed this yep. week. <laughs> you add one more player, and he's beaten Hefe. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking crazy. That is fucking crazy, but uh, yeah, yeah. I I think I think if you continue doing what you are, you're gonna be fine. I mean, I think I'm gonna. I I have a chance to I mean, do good things this year. I feel good about my roster. I mean, I'm putting up points. I'm scoring. My bench is actually putting up points too. So I have choices when it comes to bye weeks. I have opportunities. Yeah. Uh, Gronk is turning out to be a bust, so I gotta I gotta make some changes yeah, on my tight end. Yeah, Gronk Gronk is probably fucking dumpsville, man. Yeah, Gronk I mean, and I, I I took some took some flyers and some tight ends, and mm-hmm. um, luckily Fantas p- paid out well. So I mean, I'm gonna see how that as uh, as Matthew Barry says, he's fantastic. Yes. <laughs> All right, oh, well you got yeah you got uh, the champ next week so good luck with that so i'm gonna jump into dale's matchup and uh dale dale's matchup with uh the champ pink eye slayers let's see oh i'm in the box score that's what i'm doing yeah you're doing the same thing i am (laughs) all right oh are you ready for this 
the Pink Eye Slayer brings down Hawkamaniac. Ooh, riveting. Absolutely riveting. The Pink Eye Slayers took advantage of the second highest player total this week from A.A. Ron Jones with 43 points to beat Hawkamaniac 158 to 127. A late push on Sunday Night Football wasn't meant to be for Hawkamaniac. The Pink Eye Slayers took a 68 point lead on Sunday afternoon and maintained that advantage for the rest of the matchup. Each team met their expectations, but the Pink Eye Slayers scored 35.1% more than their projected 117.15 points to get the win. Hawkamaniac was without second-round draft pick Michael Thomas, who was inactive. The Pink Eye Slayers shift into the into first place, and Hawkamaniac drops into ninth. Behind me, Dale is behind me. The Pink Eye Slayers take on Silent Killers next week while Hawkamaniac gets Schottenheimer's kids. So, yeah, um, I am very curious to see what happens in the next, in the waning weeks, if you will, with uh, with Dale not having Christian McCaffrey and Michael Thomas. So, even Mark Andrews is like top three tight end, and he only got 3.4 points this week. So, that was... That was weird, but I do have a bet with with Dale about oh, no. Russell Wilson, and it is uh, if Russell Wilson Russell Wilson throws 40, 40 or more touchdowns this week this year, I I owe him money. If he throws thirty nine and a half, I win. Uh, he has already got nine, and we're only two weeks into the season, so I am pretty nervous about this one. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I, I mean, I've watched a little bit of their football, and their defense does not look good this year. Seattle. I think the yeah. only way they make the playoffs if Russell Wilson throws them throws mm-hmm. them there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they've got two guys. They've got uh, B Wags. Oh, and Bruce Irvin's back there, but B Wags and Jamal Adams. That's it. They're yeah. th- those are their those are their big dudes. And yeah, I mean, They're, Jamal Adams can't do it all by himself for 16 more weeks or 15 more weeks so well no how many, how many wait, wait, yeah 15 more games he's not going to be able to do it by himself but if he can more more on, uh, good on him but I mean, when, was, when was the last time the seahawks gave up 30 points yeah well at home <laughs> that doesn't really matter this year yeah <laughs> and i get what you're saying though yeah. yeah they i mean they gave up a group of points last two weeks ago too mm-hmm yeah, and I mean, they're, they want they want Russ to cook, but he kind of has to if they're playing for behind. Well, you pay him as much money as he's getting paid, you better cook. Yeah, <laughs> but the news, the, the big news out of this matchup is Christian McCaffrey goes out, but not after he scores two touchdowns and 22.8 points for the arguably the best running back in football. Um so very curious to see how Dale goes going forward because his only other running back on his roster is Latavius Murray and Tariq Cohen. You can have Moster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are his only. So I'm pretty sure this dude's going to be looking for a waiver wire stud, uh, which very few and far between. 
But then a little sub story, a little sub story here. Um, uh, the guy you would think Jakey Poo would be leaning on, Lamar Jackson, yet again, another week of sub MVP play. Are we seeing a regression or do you think it's just gameplay? I mean, they're not, they haven't lost a game. So, I mean, do you think it's just the way the game has played out or what? Because he, I mean, 19 points isn't bad, but if you're, you're leaning on your quarterback to score you a bunch of points, that's not going to win you a whole bunch. I mean, I think it's just a sophomore blues. Like every sophomore quarterback, they got a full year of tape and game planning on them now. And Mm -hmm. in this league, you can't, you can't just dance around everywhere and do the same thing. So I mean, because I don't, he only had thirty fifty four rushing yards. Well, he's yards. a he's a junior this year. He's a junior. Yeah, he didn't play hardly at all his freshman his uh, rookie year. Rookie year, yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, really, it's his yeah, you know, sophomore year of that starting. You know, so it's his second year starting. Mm-hmm. I don't. I just think I think he's getting game planned against. I think they're running a ball also a lot more than they were last year. Which they were the number one rushing team in the league too. So, I think that's I think that's part of their game strategy is make everybody think about you have to play the pass, and then we're also going to control the ball now a little bit more and keep Jackson from having um, to dance around so much, and make him a more longer term quarterback solution than you know because yeah. we can look at Michael Vick would be the closest person I can compare Lamar Jackson to. After about five, he had the, he had a, a running back shelf life, and for a quarterback, yep. that means he's going to get one big payday. Yep. And you're going to have all this money wrapped up into this part of your roster, and you're not going to be able to use him. And yep. that's a problem. So I think they're I think they're just changing the philosophy on how they're using him. And I mean, he's not playing bad. I mean, he didn't have any interceptions. He didn't. He still rushed for 54 yards. Yeah. 204 passing yards, which is not shabby, not amazing, but they they also rushed for. I think they had yards. a defense. I think they had a defensive touchdown yeah, too so. in there. So it's the defense. They're playing very good complementary football in Baltimore right now. Yeah. So they're 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 keeping they're keeping they're keeping uh, the opposing offenses off the field and 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 scoring points as well. And then and then they're just running the clock. They they are con- they're just killing it on time of possession as well. Um, so I, I don't think there's anything to worry about in Baltimore, but as a fantasy owner of Lamar Jackson, I would just say maybe your expectations should not be where they were last year. Well, and especially when you got Tyler Higby catching fucking three touchdowns and then uh, Aaron Jones scoring three touchdowns. It's like, Jesus, Ed, are you kidding me? Can you, can you just save some for anybody else? like wow aaron jones almost 200 yards two rushing touchdowns almost 100 yards receiving and one receiving touchdown and higby barely has any yards but all three of them three of them catches were in the fucking pay dirt so it's like wow what what a day to hit man with it because without that without that dale wins comfortably so I mean, Dale didn't have a bad day threw up 127 points he just yeah got that's not a, that's not a bad day he all. just yeah his his one of his running backs he yeah he i think dale and his uh first and second round picks he he was going to lean on them quite a bit and everything else is 
end of the draft, end of the end of the round kind of uh, draft picks. I mean, he's got he doesn't have a bunch of pushovers, but he has three tight ends, a backup running back, a a, a third down running back in Tariq Cohen, and that's it. And two defenses. I, I, if I was a betting man, uh, Dale's going to drop one of his defenses and probably one of his tight ends, and he's probably just going to start taking a bunch of flyers on uh, running backs because he's going to be hurting big time. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there's plenty of opportunities to pick up a decent running back this right now. Especially this week, yeah. yeah. This week, the, the waiver wire is full of potentials, potential starters, potential league winners, potential weak winners. You never, I mean, you never know, man. I mean, we've already gone over Chano, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. New York is possibly signing Freeman right now, Antonio Freeman. They did. They did. Did it finally Not go through? Not uh, 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 Devonta Freeman. Devonta Freeman, yeah. yeah. So he, so that, he that, is that, a giant. A, he is a giant? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, he signed with the Giants, so it's going to be either Deion Lewis, DeAndre Freeman, uh, Devonta Freeman, and uh, who's the other one? Mike, uh, no, 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 uh, Wayne Gallman. Yeah. Those are the three dudes in New York that could potentially – be be the dude or it could be a three-headed monster or whatever but, i think it's uh, going to be at least a two-headed monster yeah i think we i don't think we primary lewis all next week but yeah. and why why freeman gets you know and gallman gallman was a healthy scratch last week so he wasn't even in the lineup and it's yeah. like yeah well i guess when you have well, I think Saquon. That, i think that that trend will continue i don't think they're going to carry through running backs i think they're going to carry two i think freeman will be a healthy scratch this week so he can get Getting grained and then makes sense. Probably get put on there, but I don't think that strategy with the the running backs will change. No, I think they want to carry other roster spots. So, yep, yeah, you're you're most likely right. You're most likely right. So, congratulations, champ. Uh, he has yet to lose a game since last year. Um, oh, back to what you were talking about records, where you haven't you haven't beaten Joey. Yeah. So last week. For whatever reason, in my recap of mine and Ed's game, mm-hmm. it says I haven't beaten him in two years. And I'm like, afterwards, I'm like, that's not right. Isn't that with that's within the year you won too, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And so no, no, I'd have I won uh, in two thousand six two thousand seventeen. Sixteen. Two thousand sixteen is when three, I won. Yeah. Ago, yeah. So um so I went back and I looked at my head to head against Ed and I am four and seven against him. And I beat him once last year. So that whole thing about me not winning in two years is bunk. And then I beat him two times a year before. So, uh, yes, I've only beat him four out of the seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven times I've played him. But that was wrong. Yeah, uh, that was wrong. I totally beat him. Is that that just a personal tracker you have? No, I just went back every season and looked at my head-to-head matchups, oh. and I counted them up because I was there was something weird. But I was like, "That's not right." And that you, I've noticed doing this every week for the last few years that NFL.com does a really good job of keeping our history and all that stuff. But when they come up with these recaps, they miss the mark a few times on some stuff. Except for, of course, when they say you haven't lost a, or you haven't beat Joey at all. So. 
Uh, now, now I'm questioning that. Now I have to go back and check it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just go to history and the season, and you can go to your head-to-heads, and your and you don't have to look at the everybody's uh, week that week, but you can just look at your own games and see which if you've won or not. Which is really hard when you have a fucking team in your league that changes his name every fucking week. That is so, annoying. Oh. But anyway, I figured it out. So anyway, all right, let's go to the next. Let's go to. The, okay, what do I got? What do I got? Or, no, no, you got this one, right? Yeah, yeah, I got this one. What do you got? I don't know. I gotta go back to it. I look. I was looking at history now. I got distracted. You want me to jump in then? No. Okay. I'm a few clicks away. You've already done. Oh, this is riveting radio. <laughs> I guess I got fancy John. Okay. Oh, that's a look at that headline. Yeah. Powered by a signature performance from Alvin Kamari, K- uh, Kylo Reek gets a late rally on Fantasy John. With an output from Calvin Kamari leading the way, Kylo Reek comes back to defeat Fantasy John, 151 to 122. The New Orleans running back exploded for 33 points in a 28 point win from Kyler Reek. He scored two touchdowns as part of the signature performance. 70, 79 yards rushing, 90 yards receiving, two touchdowns. Kyler Reek, 1-1, one one, uh, moves into fourth place, while Fantasy John, 1-1, one one, uh, goes to eighth place. Each team had a starter that let some chances slip through their through their hands. For Kyler Reek, Tyreek Hill saw the total of 11 targets, but was able to reel in just five catches. Allen Robinson j- put on a stellar showing of fa- for Fantasy John as he was able to snag three passes on nine targets. That's a stellar performance. <laughs> <laughs> Next, I was like thinking I didn't read that right for a second. <laughs> Next week, Kyler Reed gets El Jefe and Fantasy John matches up against Inzone Maniacs. Ooh, that's the two and O Fantasy yeah. John versus two and O T Dog. It's gonna be uh, gonna be interesting. Yeah, this one was a, a Monday night uh, Monday night magic for uh, for um, Brent with uh, Alvin Kamara. Man, is that so, who Kyler Reek is? Yeah, that's as, Brent. As yeah, Brent? Ky- Kyler Reeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so used to being. I, I forgot what he was when we first started the league. It was he kept it consistent. Now it's. He's the name change. He's part. Of the, he joined the yeah, name change club. Well, he usually changes it and then leaves it that year, and then next year it'll be something else. Mm-hmm. But uh, Ed changes his shit every fucking week. But uh, all right, we'll see what that happens. So yeah, so uh, fantasy John does not have a bad game. Does not have a bad week at all. I mean, does does pretty much on par. Scores 122 points. Um, uh, who's oh Malcolm Brown? Malcolm Brown he hit wrong on the on the L.A. running back this week, which proves to me that the the running back the running backs in L.A. it's going to be the hit or miss is going to be Malcolm Brown is going to be Daryl Henderson is going to be Cam Akers it's going to be it, you're you're just yeah, going to have to throw a dart on a board to pick which one is going to fucking be the guy that week, and he missed on that one. Or he just puts Kareem Hunt in there and calls it a day. They left <laughs> Kareem Hunt on the bench. 
Yeah, yeah, that was his. Yeah, he he had a pretty big game on Thursday night, but hopefully, as a Chubb owner, that doesn't doesn't keep happening, uh, or they both have big days like they did against the Browns, or excuse me, the Bengals, where they both were in the high twenties. I think Chubb had twenty five and Hunt had uh, twenty three, so or in the mid twenties, I should say. Yeah, I guess going pregame, I wouldn't have made that choice either. Yeah. I mean, he could have put in Hunt and Joe Burrow in and probably almost. Nope, I don't think he would have won. And then yeah, he's yeah, making that choice. He didn't. Yeah, yeah, he didn't have he didn't have the winning formula on his roster. And who's putting who's putting Burrow in above a uh, Aaron Rodgers? Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, come on. Not this guy. Not this guy at all. So not a bad day for fantasy John. And uh, finally, Alvin Kamara is like, you know what? Hey. Brent, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you know that taking me number two overall was uh, was a good idea, or was it number three overall? No, number two overall. Yeah, number two overall. Number number two overall, Alvin Kamara. So he 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 uh, he drafts him and and shows him hey, just don't be stupid. Put in Alvin Kamara and forget him because he's gonna keep he's just gonna do amazing things no matter where he's at. And uh, who else here? Antonio Gibson, the rookie for the uh, Washington football team, uh, does all right. Cooper does a, a hundred I, even. I think there's one good point. You can look at these two rosters, though, is they're not, even though we're outside, of, I see Brent's roster with one person with COVID. Um, like both of them are injury free coming oh, yeah. into week three, which is, I think, more to speak than over half the league. Um, I think everybody else is like both these rosters are what they drafted is what they're still, you know, or what yeah. they, it's up to them now. They're not making, they're not forced into choices, which with what they scored might mean trouble for the rest of the league coming forward. True. 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 So, yeah. you know, there's, there might be some, there's definitely going to be some upside for both the, for both John and Brent coming into the coming in week, week three on yeah. at least week through six until, you know, some of these other, these other teams come over, come over their injuries, but and that's just the beginning of it. So mm-hmm. it's going to be, who knows their next week matchups are going to be a total different stories. Yeah. I don't think, uh, I think, uh, Brent going up against Ch- uh, Chano, uh, Tyler, that's going to be a, that's going to be a pretty good one to watch, I think. And then what was it? Jeff and Jeff and, uh, John, Jeff and John. Yeah. Um, Je- I think, Jeff has a probably good a good chance to get off the Schneid, but I, I still I'm still leaning towards Fantasy John, John uh, or no Kyler. Uh, Brent gets Je- uh, Hefe, and John gets gets Tyler. I, I, so I, I I do think Brent beats Hefe uh, handedly, and I I do think Tyler beats John, but I think that'll be a close, very close matchup. Fantasy John and Endzone Maniacs. Yeah, it's gonna be. Again, I think those are two. See, so you have Fantasy John, El Jefe, and Enzo Manic. Yeah, those are two injury-free lineups too. Again, mm-hmm. so no, no getting lucky there, I guess. What is that noise? What noise? Oh, never mind. Oh, I was like, do you hear another noise? I know the water heater just went off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on, computer. There we go. Oh, is, is that what we're waiting on? There we go. All right, here we go. On to the next. Unless there was something else you want to talk about with them. All right. Nah. <laughs> Look at this. Oh, my God. Here you go. Is this Enzo Maniacs? Enzo Maniacs beats El Jefe. 
That is all. <laughs> God damn it, NFL.com. <laughs> really? To, Come on. Here. Come on. Matthew Stafford racked up 21 points, and Jordan Reed added another 20 and a half points with two touchdowns as Endzone Maniacs defeats El Jefe 112-104. El Jefe still cannot beat Endzone Maniacs, who extends their career unbeaten streak to six games in the series. Drew Brees led El Jefe with 17 points, while Tyler Lockett racked up another 16. Endzone Maniacs shifts into second place, and El Jefe Faye winds up in 11th place, a position where El Jefe wishes they could go back and change the past is QB Jared Goff could have started in place of Breeze, and that point difference would have altered the outcome. Ouch. You yeah. could have you beat him, Jefe. Next week, Endzone Maniac takes on Fantasy John while El Jefe goes up against Kyler Reeks. We just talked about that. So yeah, that was, man, ouch. But who's who's gonna bench Breeze on a Monday put, night game? On a Monday night game? No. You know you don't you don't do Showtime Showtime Breeze, man. The dude goes off when the lights are on, man. And when the lights are on, man, he's he's fucking usually. But this week or this year, I should say, Breeze has not been the dude that we've all grew up and watched. So okay, the one change I would have probably made to. Looking at it in El Jefe's lineup would have been his tight end. Goddard and uh, uh, Jesseki. Jesseki. is an actual starting tight end, while Goddard is a number two tight end. Yeah, but he also went out. He, in week one, he had what, fucking six catches, 100 yards, and two touchdowns or a, a touchdown or something. It was like. He had one yards and one touchdown. Yeah, yeah. So he went off. So I think he was just trying to catch the catch the spark there. But yeah, Jessicky, Jessicky, just I can't remember Dosecki's. Dosecki's is that dude has proven it time and time again this year, which two weeks that he is probably the the go to guy in Miami. So yep, I, I would do that as well, and. Playing against Jacksonville next week, I would definitely make that call. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jacksonville, yeah. Wow. But uh, how about how about Tyler Old T Dog rolling with Matthew Stafford, having to bench Kittle because he's hurt? So you know that hurts. And then Devonta Adams gets hurt as well. So not so Tyler now has two his his two keepers most likely not playing at all next week. Uh, Kittle could come back next week, but please, 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 if there is a God out there, do not let San Francisco start Kittle on that same field that destroyed half of their defense. Because, man, we don't need that. We do not need that. But uh, I bet you they do just because they need somebody to be out there playing ball. Yeah, well, I mean, Jordan Reed did it. 50 yards, two touchdowns. But... uh, I think I think Tyler will be fine. I think Tyler will be fine. He's got he's got C D Lamb. He's got uh it's, it's, that's about it's, it. It's oh, Russell. he's got James Washington, but James Washington hasn't done much. But C D Lamb is proven to be the number one uh, number two ish guy in Dallas. And Gallup has kind of taken that back seat to uh Yeah, trust to, me, I know, because I've Gallup yeah. on my roster. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think uh, 
If Tyler yeah. can if Tyler can recover from the Devonta Adams and George Kittle injuries, I think he's going to be all right. Um, oh, I'm not a Devin Singletary fan in Buffalo. Um, but he's looking we'll thin. He's looking thin. It's yeah. He's definitely going to have to make some waiver wire moves this week to bolster that roster. Yeah, especially Benny Snell getting him negative points on his yeah. bench. <laughs> Good thing he didn't start him. But uh, but yeah, so. Uh, T-Dog needed uh, the 6.56 points out of the Saints. Was it? Yeah, the Saints defense. And, no, that was all he needed. And uh, what's his face? Oh, uh, Hefe had Josh Jacobs going against him. So it was it was between those two. Oh, and Drew Brees as well. Drew Brees, Josh Jacobs, and the Saints defense on Monday night. And Tyler just had to sustain somewhat of a lead. And they just kept the Raiders kept chipping away at some of those points, and Tyler comes away victorious. I actually would have thought Drew. All right, going into Monday night, looking at who was going into Monday night, I would have probably actually thought Hefe had a much better chance of closing oh, yeah. the gap and making a big game out of it. I yeah, think a, I think it's just unlucky right there. Yeah, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is was. He was the, he was the guy I fucking absolutely wanted in coming out uh, in the in the draft. It was either I don't keep Chubb or Devonte Adams, or excuse me, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and just go all go Jacobs or bust. Mm-hmm. But I just could not see myself dropping, not keeping a top ten running back in Chubb, and just rolling the dice to see if Josh Jacobs was going to be there. I think I talked about that pre-draft and last week but yeah i am a huge josh jacobs fan so too bad too bad for you el jefe but uh tolman's gotta win man tolman's tolman's are gonna win and you can't fight that logic (laughs) sure (laughs) you want this last matchup i'll do it all right Wow, it's another 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 <laughs> another riveting headline. Breaking news: Freaks and Zeeks picks up a win against Yoda's finest. <laughs> Yoda's finest had scoring uh, issues this week and lost to Freaks and Zeeks, one hundred nine to eighty seven. Freaks and Zeeks hit their projection and scored three point eight more percent than projected at one hundred five. Wow, <laughs> you outscored. <laughs> Outscored your projection, projection yeah. at 105. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Yakto's finest scored only 71% of your projected 112 points. Yeah. Wow. That's that's horrible. You're going in there looking like you're going to get the win, and that's like a. Don't even break a hundy. It's the, it's the Trump Hillary elections <laughs> all over again. <laughs> you should have won on paper. Yeah. Uh, Yoda's finest led the uh, led by Deshaun Watson. With 17 points. Mm. And DJ Moore, who has scored 16 freaks for freaks, or no, freaks and Zeeks, not for freaks and Zeeks, freaks and Zeeks 2 0, moves into third place in Yaktown's, fi- or Yaktown's finest, Yoda's <laughs> finest, 1 and 1, winds up in fifth place. Yoda's finest had one noticeable player that failed to capitalize opportunities, even though AJ Green saw a total of 13 targets. He only release or reeled in three catches freaks and zeeks takes on the untouchables well yoda's finest gets hail mary jane bring it on butters i'm ready for you you and your 
stable of running backs. What was that? That was, was that my dog? That's, yeah, that was Buster. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. A, I don't know which uh, end that came I'm, out of though. But he's trying. Know. To, he's trying to go see Sheree. Oh. Uh, Did he fart or groan? I don't know which one he just did. All right. Sorry, guys. Sorry about that. Had dog issues. No, he's good. But, uh, yeah. Why could not, why couldn't have Ed fucking fell on his face this week or last week like he did this week? I mean, why couldn't I play him? Every one of his guys hit against me. Why couldn't I play either one of them this week? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, now, yeah, I, I would have liked to see AJ Green do a little better, uh, especially against the Browns, because AJ Green's there's not too many too many franchises out there where you've got the face of your franchise is a wide receiver, um, but now it is obviously Joe Burrow. Um, but it, I would like to see him do a lot better than he has um, AJ Green, especially coming off that. A season where he didn't play at all last year. Yeah, that was an injury, right? Or a suspension? Uh, injury. He had that foot injury. Oh, that's right. Uh, and they kept saying he was coming back, kept saying he was coming back, and he never came back, never came back, and then they put him on IR towards the end of the year or middle of the year. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, everybody just kind of just is mediocre for Ed, and I would say that that's probably his mantra, and that's him. Just stay, stay mediocre, Ed. And I'm, I'd be completely fine with that. It was you fucking idiot, Mitch Trubisky, and your bench. You bent, you you played Watson over Trubisky. What an idiot! <laughs> I mean, who the hell starts two Houston players against Baltimore? <laughs> well, I mean, I am maybe kidding. I'm hoping- just kidding. I'm just kidding, Ed. I would have totally started Deshaun Watson over Mitch Trubisky as well. <laughs> I would just hope for like a terrible scoring game and just yeah, a bunch of garbage points. <laughs> I, I mean, I was like that all year last year. Like, please be just garbage yards. Yeah, give me fourth quarter garbage yards out here. Yeah, oh, the old Ceh for Ed uh, Clyde Edwards Zelaire. Uh, kind of brought back that uh, brought back down to brought down to earth, only scoring ten points. Uh, so uh, I mean that that was kind of a weird game anyway with the Chargers, the Chargers and the uh, Chiefs, um, where basically they had to rely on their kicker to win towards the end. But uh, man, that 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 interception by herbert did i don't know did you watch that game at all no i didn't see that one at all so that interception by herbert was like oh my god it was brutal i mean i think there's <coughs> the dude started the dude started on a notice like tyrod taylor ended up having like chest pains or some shit before the game uh, so they oh, took yeah. him to the hospital and then herbert's like hey herbert's getting the first start so i don't know how many how much first team snaps Herbert was actually getting all the way up into practice. No, they were talking about it on the radio that he, the coach turned to him. What was it? Three minutes before kickoff and says, you're starting. Oh shit. That's how much warning he got. So he, that's fucking nuts. Like, and then, and then you have a chance to, you, they could have either gone to overtime or won that game. Yeah. It was that good. Yeah. So out of the blue, I mean, he did, 
he did an amazing job for not having any preparation or not thinking he was going to be on there. So yeah. I have to give a, give props to his professionalism on that one to mm-hmm. come in prepared and ready to play the game, even though more than likely he knew he wasn't going to play the game. The funny part is, after he does all that and he still plays pretty good, they're like, we're going to go with the veteran next year, next week. Like what? You're not even give the kid a chance to play. Like he basically gave that. you. A sh- yeah, that's what they said. They're gonna go with the veteran. Then he's not gonna even start next week. Yeah, uh, let's let's see what happens this week in practice. Yeah. Because uh, I mean they they get paid the big bucks for a reason. They know them way more, way better than we do. We get to see sixty minute flashes of these people, and they're with them for hours and hours and hours. So they got to know something that we don't. Or is it the just the right thing to say? To keep your keep your guys happy or whatever, but or, uh, or is it the right thing to keep people guessing going into week one, knowing when, or week three when you know when you have a, con- a quarterback controversy? Yeah, and it's like that. Uh, not not comparing the two at all. So that, let's not get this twisted. But when Alex Alex Smith got a concussion in the 49ers Super Bowl run towards the end of the year, and then they put in uh, Colin Kaepernick. And they kept saying, yeah, when Alex Smith is healthy, he's going to be our guy. He's going to be our guy. And then Alex Smith never sees the field again for a Ford, in a 49er uniform. So it's like, is this injury going to be the reason why he's been? Or is his injury and then the performance of a younger guy going to be the reason why Tyrod Taylor doesn't see the field anymore? So right, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see how it is. We, we can speculate all we want, but I feel you go with you go with the hot hand. I mean, you drafted him in the first round for a reason. The I always want to say the Clippers every time I see LAC. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chargers drafted him in the first round for a reason. Let's let's see what they do. Um, I mean, drive, I, I mean, the worst case scenario. What are you doing? You're building his his uh, development up faster than you wanted to. You originally planned on so. Yeah, I'm I'm a firm I'm a firm believer in drafting drafting good talent early and then a year or two of development before you throw them to the wolves. Not this the NFL does not do that anymore. They don't do that anymore. They draft and they want to win now. They want to win now. And I think that's caused a lot of younger quarterbacks to not be as good as they could have been. Like Aaron Rodgers didn't start immediately. Well, I think it has to do with the kind of the way the NFL system works because they don't have a lower league, really. Yeah, they use so they just use the NCAA. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think there's, I think it's just kind of a, a the process of this, and also how contracts work, and also longevity of players. I mean, yeah. most players don't last more than what three years. And that's uh, depending on the position. Yeah. Position. If but you're I mean, a quarterback, you can last 15, 20 years. If you're a running back, probably seven to 10 years. But yeah. now with contracts the way they're done, your rookie contracts can't be more than four years. Mm-hmm. And it can only be so much. So, you know, having a top round draft pick on a rookie for two of his four year contract, so you bring him out in his second year. So they say if he has two great two years. You really have only gotten two years of production out of him, and now you got to pay him big. Yeah. So I mean, there. I think a little bit we're, we see a lot of what that how that a lot of how we see NFL players treated is a lot just because teams need to get their value for their money. True. And you can't. I mean, I I, I do enjoy or I do like this the salary cap concept because it keeps teams even yeah, generally somewhat even yeah yeah you know but then there's also that problem where 
if you're on a bigger team like the Cowboys or something like that, where you could hold on to talent just because you had the money to burn it, and yeah. they would do it too. They, that oh, would be yeah. one of the teams that would just chuck money into mm-hmm. players that would be starting somewhere I else. I.e. the Yankees. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would be the Yankees all the over The Yankees, here. yep. But, uh, it, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And, oh, like the salary cap and revenue revenue sharing is also something that's kind of, uh, I mean, if it was society, it would be horrible. But in a mm-hmm. football league, revenue sharing, like you buy a hot dog in Seattle, some of that money is going to go down to Denver and shit like that. Like but, Cleveland and Yep. Which is Cincinnati. good in that, in that retrospect a little bit, I guess. But well, that uh, keeps football in these cities that probably owners would be like, I'm out. Yeah. Like who, Green Bay, Wisconsin. What's there other than the Packers? It's not even the biggest city in Wisconsin. <laughs> That's yeah. the funny part. It's not even the biggest city in Wisconsin. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Shit. But all right. Well, um, what, what do we got here? Yeah. Or Butters. Butters. He's got us. He got. He finally got. He finally got Mike. Uh, my Miles Sanders back this week. And Miles Sanders, I am not a Miles Sanders like a guy. Um, not so much Miles Sanders, but uh, Philly's running backs. I am not a fan of a Philly running back because what's this, the coach there? Peterson, Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson is a running back by a committee guy. He doesn't just have a guy. So I just I was not a fan of Miles Sanders coming into the season, but uh, the the dude did pretty well. Dude, he did have a fumble, but he did he did pretty well. And uh, Keenan Allen almost goes for a hundred, and Mark Ingram does all right. A lot better than he did last week, that's for sure. With uh, the rookie sn- vulturing a couple touchdowns, Zeke does Zeke things, and Big Ben is uh, he does all right. Big Ben doesn't do horrible. Well, Ben coming back from a major injury year though, he's yeah, he's he's bounced back pretty well. He managed. He managed to win. That's for sure. And ben, uh, yeah, at home. But that's yeah. been big at home. Yeah, Ben. Ben at home. Yeah. <laughs> I so. think he had a pretty good week. Yeah, he had a pretty good week. Uh, even in New York, on that terrible field, he, he threw up twenty-eight points, fantasy points, two hundred twenty yards, three touchdowns, and nine mm-hmm. rushing. So yeah. I mean, coming back from major injury, he's 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 looking pretty good. Yeah, and. Whole, speaking of stashing talent, look yeah, at I see. I see all the AR. Sutton, he's got Sutton AR, IR D there. Harris. Yeah, Damian Harris and Debo Samuels and Cam Akers questionable. Um, AJ Brown questionable, questionable. and then uh, Paris Campbell just put on the IR. I think today yep. by the Colts. So right now, if he wanted to, he could fill. Easily fill his entire IR, all his IR spots. Because <laughs> to. two of them are already filled. So, or he just gets rid of Sutton, gets rid of Paris Campbell. Nobody's going to keep those guys anyway. But, uh, well, hey, I mean, Cam Akers, we don't know what's going to happen with him. AJ Brown did not look good at the end of the first Monday, the week one with uh, that injury. And then I don't even think he played. Yeah, I don't think he even played against Jacksonville. So Actually, Listen, I, I'm not, I'm not worried about, I, I am worried about butters and with big Ben and Elliot. And then he's got a uh, lot of injury potential sitting on his roster. He's got yep. Elliot. Who's a workhorse in, in Dallas. 
who's at his fifth year, fifth year, fifth year running. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a that's an injury waiting to happen. And then he's got Ingram as his next big running back. Yeah, yeah or at least point wise right now. And the Cowboys are playing fucking uh, Seattle next week. Yeah. So Elliot, Elliot could either have a really good day or a really bad day. Depends on what defense shows up in Seattle. <laughs> I, I personally think just the way they're giving up points right now, I think Elliot's gonna have a good day. Yeah. I think the Dallas offense is gonna have a good day in general. Yeah. It's gonna be a scoring fest. They every game so far has been nothing under twenty points in, in Seattle, no matter where they're at, home or away. Yeah. Roster, roster, top to bottom. I'm not worried about you, Butters. But uh, you have you have game winners on your roster that I am worried about. But uh, if everybody if everybody as a whole just kind of shows up, I'm good. I, I I'm I'm good. But uh, I, I'm not I'm not too worried about you. I think uh, I'm gonna make light work of you, Butters. And it's uh, if, if it goes my way, it's not even gonna be fucking close. So you heard it here. Bold prediction. Tommy T destroys a butters. <laughs> Tommy T destroys butters. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> oh man, let's see. Let's look at some of these rankings here. See what the what do we got here? Uh, Avail? No, not all available. All players. Okay. Yep. The top top five top five quarterbacks in the league. Russell Wilson, number one. Josh Allen, number two, Matt Ryan, number three, Kyler Murray, number four, and number five, Superman Newton. Would never have guessed that after two weeks. Cam Newton's a top five quarterback in the FIB. That's fucking weird. On my bench. Yep. <laughs> but you ha- who, who's your starter? Dak Prescott. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you made a good choice this week. <laughs> this week Dak, I did. Yeah. Yeah, but ne- well, next week I'm probably going to keep him, but I might. Uh, I picked up Cam because he was playing for New England, and it was like, mm-hmm. well, either one, it's going to be an amazing choice or a horrible choice, but I want to see how he does for three, four weeks of production. And it looks like probably will be, probably will be swapping spots in my roster. He's being <laughs> a little, he's a little more consistent than Cam or than Deck. Deck's been kind of shaky, mm-hmm. been um streaky. Yeah, last yeah. last last little bit he's like either he's scoring 18 to 20 points or 30 38 while cam so far has been like 27 27 27 or something yeah like he's so. been the leading rusher for the patriots every week he's been a starter there yeah and Two weeks, rushing yeah. touchdowns too so yeah so uh running backs top 10 running backs in the fib in reverse order uh number 10 nick chubb number nine kareem hunt so that's cool. Not for me, but yeah. Dalvin Cook is eight. Chris Carson, seven. Raheem Moster, six. Josh Jacobs at five. Zeke at four. Christian McCaffrey at three. Alvin Kamara at two. And Aaron Jones is the number one running back in the FIB. Hey, Butters, did you notice a name that I didn't say in the top 10? Yeah, he's 13. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is the 13th running back. So if the season ended today, pay me, bitch. <laughs> Wide receivers, what do we got here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten. Johnny Smokey Brown, number 10. Tyreek Hill is nine. Julian Edelman is eight. Adam Thielen at seven. DK at six. 
Robbie Anderson at five. Who would have thought that? Robbie Anderson. Stephon Diggs at four. DeAndre Hopkins at three. Devonta Adams gets bumped out of first place by Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley is looking like a blue chip, man. That guy is awesome. Uh, just if you watch, if you watch his route, he was always a good route runner, always good. But you watch him, he run his routes, catch his balls. Everything about what he does is just it. He's very much improved. I feel from last year, and it's scary because I think he's going to get better. This is first. This year? is his third year. Third year. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was a sophomore last year. Uh, yeah, this is his third year in the Niffle. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at some of these. Davante Adams, you expect there. Dion Thomas. Stefan Diggs. Yep. Did not, I mean, I've held on to that guy for like three he was, years. Yeah, he, were, he was one of your keepers. Yeah. I was tired. I was like, no, he's never done Now he's in the top ten. Yeah, <laughs> I drafted him super late this year. Yeah. Like, well, fuck. I mean, he's been staring at me for a couple rounds. Might as well pick him up. I, but I also I got him with uh, Josh Allen. So I think I got him. I think I got Stefan Diggs in the ninth or tenth round. So it was, it was super late, and I was like, well, I'll stack him with stack him with uh, with Josh Allen. So worked out for me so far. Paying off. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how. I don't even know how. Adam Thielen's still in the top ten because he only had he had a great week, week one, one and yeah. then tanked a little bit week two. <laughs> so. so tight ends. Actually, I want to see this. Tight ends. The top ten tight ends in reverse order. Number ten, T.J. Hawkinson. Jordan Reed at number nine with only playing one week. Well, he's played two weeks, but he really showed up when he was the starter for the Niners. Uh, Mark Andrews at uh, seven. Dallas Goddard at six. Am I doing that right? Mm-hmm. Ten, nine, eight, seven. At seven, yeah. Seven. And then six is Mike uh, Dosekis. Both on Hefe's team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and at five, Darren the Baller Waller. Number four, Tyler Higby called. I called that. Of course, no, nobody called that. No one called it. <laughs> Noah Fant, who was at one point in time in line to be a keeper for Eddie Rock, and then he decided to blow up his whole team and not keep anybody. Thank you, Eddie. Yep. And then Travis Kelsey, number two, and drum roll, please, Jonu Smith, the number one tight end. Did not see that coming. In the FIB right now. Kickers. No, nobody gives a shit about kickers. Uh, defenses. Does anyone even care about defenses? Oh, uh, one, two, three, four, five. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, so I can th- I can say one, two, three, four, five. Six, there's there's defenses in the top ten that are still in the Giants. wire. <laughs> the Giants are a top ten defense. I, yeah. And Washington's there, there, a top yeah, ten defense. Yeah, Washington. So we have uh, Washington, Green Bay, and uh, the Giants are all top ten FIB defenses, and those three are in the waiver wire. <laughs> yeah, who's picking them up? Yeah, really and like, I, my very up? last pick in the uh, in the draft was the Indianapolis Colts, and I am holding on to the number three defense. Just it just goes to show you, unless you 
like the first defense off the board was the San Francisco 49ers, and I don't even want to count how far down they are on that list. They're halfway down the board. That's all you need to know. Yeah. I think Seattle is pretty early off the board, 16. too. They're 16. I counted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Seattle, yeah, Seattle is uh, 13th. Yeah. So they came off pretty early. Ouch. And how my, like Minnesota Vikings, they used to be a number one defense for years. Now they are 32nd. That's crazy. Fantasy wise, fantasy wise. But, so that's that, man. Is there yeah. anything, uh, anything you want to get, get off your chest? Any shit talking you want to do to who you going up against? No, there's no shit talking there. No you shit talking. I got pink eye slayers. Oh I yeah. Said, maybe maybe when I come back like week four or six when I'm out of my division, I'll do some shit talking. <laughs> <laughs> right now yeah. it's like I'm in this division. Come on, this is. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. Yeah, so come. yeah, you got. Are you gonna you, do this to the grumpy bear? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are ranked tenth. Hawkamaniac is ranked sixth, and. Uh, Shotty, no, 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 no. Dale's ranked ninth. Schottenheimer's uh, ranked six, and uh, Pink Eye Slayers is one. So, yeah, we're back. You, we got you. We got you on. A, you got a target on your back. Uh, what's your name again? Jakey Poo. Yeah, you got a target on your back. And then Tyler is owning the FIB Pacific. Pacific. With Hefe being at the bottom of that one at 0 and 2, there are two winless, or every division has a team in it that has not won a game yet. Uh, you being one, Powder, El Hefe being the other, and Chano being the last, which is also in the cellar. I think if I'd have been in any division, though, I would have at least won one by now. Probably. Probably. Because I've, at least total points wise, I have 251 total points. Which is funny because I'm tied with Hawkamaniacs right there. He's beat me. He's got you. He's got you by point one yeah. zero point. <laughs> and I've outscored Jeff. Jeff, the almost the entire coastal league, except for me. Except I am the. I am the. I am. I'm winning. I'm beating most everybody by 60 plus points in my division and i'm in i'm in third because i lost to ed <laughs> i should be i sh- if i would have beat him i would be first in the coastal but uh, that'll change when i beat uh, uh when i beat butters this week because then that'll that'll have me being two and one in my division and they will have to fucking look at my asshole from behind wait uh, that sounded very Sounds bad. Horrible. Yeah. That sounded very bad. Don't, no, don't don't say that. Yeah, you'll have to look. Eat my dust. There you go. Eat my dust. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh shit. All right. So, uh, like, if you don't want to talk shit, I've I just talked shit. So, um, I think unless unless you got anything more, man. Uh, thanks for thanks for coming, man. Hopefully, we can do this more often. Um, I, like I said, I'm most likely going to be continue doing this every sun or every Tuesday, unless uh, jobs come into play or whatever. But uh, every Tuesday, I'll I should be recording here because like right right now I have got nothing going on. So you got a better beer than I do, and I'm in, not even in the military. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. I don't know, I'm gonna. I think I can do more often this year because I'm working from home more. So I just had to instead of driving in from Redmond, I just had to skip, skip, jump, and hop down the down the yeah. road, and no one's checking them. No one's no one's seeing me leave the door. <laughs> so, you know, pretty good. Yeah. All right, man. Well, th- like I said, thank you for coming. It's always better to have two, pe- at least two people here, so you can bounce some shit off of each other. And our our the FIB managers don't have to just listen to my ignorant ass for an hour and forty minutes is what mm-hmm. we're at right oh now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, there's a reason why I'm done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> off topic. Have you played the new Madden? Yes, I have. Are you gonna get the new Xbox or the new PlayStation? Not because of Madden, but well, because of Halo, I most likely will get the, the new Xbox, yes. So did you pre-order it because it came out today? Today? Pre-order. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, both of them came out for pre-order today. Same day. Yeah. Wow, look at that. Yeah. They're going to be out by what, November? 4th. November 4th? So like two weeks from now. Oh, shh. No, that's October. No, uh, November is no, no, a month and a yeah, It's like yeah, a November, month and a half. November 4th, yeah. So you got a month and two weeks. Nice. Six weeks from now. Okay. I was going to say two weeks. Holy fuck. Yeah. No way. So Never yeah, mind. we'll see how much, how spicy is it? If you want to get the X, yeah. it's 500 bucks, 500 bones. And that's the, that's the digital only. That's not the digital no, only. That's one, right? the, no, that's the big one. Okay. The digital only is the S and it's like 300 bones. Oh yeah. 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 I can't do digital only. I, I'm, I'm still too old school, dude. I want to put a disc in. I, I went digital only like five, six years ago. It's been awesome. Yeah, because I don't have to. I have to keep track of a disc, and uh, so it's just easy. And then there's I so the I tra- I do the I do the game sharing thing. So I traded in a bunch of old fucking games, and the the high. I think I traded in like six games, um, and I I had to pay fifteen dollars for Madden this year, and I got the the Hall of Fame or whatever the big edition was, the highest one you can get. Mm-hmm. I paid fifteen bucks. But I also had to buy six games to do that. Can you do that with the digital only? Not yet. They're actually work. GameStop's actually working on getting building that system. To it's going to be more. Uh, their their concept is more of like eBay. So you want to sell your games, right? You so you would sell your digital license, and you would buy it off somebody else, hmm. and then they would charge a little fee to be the intermittent license carrier basically to transfer that license from one person to the other. Yeah. I mean, GameStop's been trying to do that. Microsoft is looking into doing it internally. But nowadays, most most big publishers are looking at subscription models for a lot of their games yeah. to, to drive to because it stabilizes their revenue stream for overall for all their, for all their games. Uh, Xbox Game Pass, EA has a has a game has a Game Pass. Um, uh, Bethesda, well, Bethesda just got bought out by Xbox, so yeah. which will be interesting to see how that's going to play out because they had their own Game Pass. That mean all the Bethesda games just got, got jumped into Game Pass. Uh, so there's some interesting things happening in the gaming sphere. Are you a game? Ca- are you a Game Pass customer? Yeah. Yeah. Is it worth it? Yeah, because it includes your Xbox Live. So when you throw that into it, you're only paying $5 a month. And oh, you okay. get access to all the titles. So you, if, you throw that, if you throw that number around, you only need to buy two Microsoft exclusive games or even one, 1. 1.5 Microsoft exclusive games. 
and you've already a paid year? for it. A year, and you've paid for it. So if you buy Halo and Forza, you've just paid for it that year and more, and you're getting more money out of it, plus all the other titles in there. Nice. Plus, if you get the... And that's the if you that's the ultimate version. Okay. So when you do that with the ultimate version, then you also get access to all their PC content too. So it works for both. So flight simulator and all that stuff. Oh, okay. Fuck yeah. So it's it's not a bad deal. And yeah. you get all the Xbox Live games plus all their historical library all the way back to the three sixty. So yeah. it's nice. I think it's a great deal. Especially if you're yeah, if you're if you were if you're into those big solo player type games, yeah, it's definitely worth it. I wish EA actually I wish um EA. I wish EA would bump their their numbers up for their their EA Pass, Game Pass cuz mm-hmm. they have a Game Pass too. Yeah, I I used to EA Vault or whatever they call it. Yeah, yeah I used to do that as well, but I stopped cuz I was only playing like the Star Wars and the uh basketball games or whatever and it was like 2K's better. The only big part of that you get is you get ten percent off or fifteen percent off all your purchases for EA games. Oh, okay. When you do, because that's why if you were doing digital content, you would save. Madden would only cost you like forty five or something, but you trade in all your games, so you get a better deal out of that. Yeah. Um, but I wish they would bump that up for like Madden and say like let you. Um, instead of re-releasing it every year, because I know you play seasons probably and all that stuff, right? Oh yeah. PC. yeah. I've been so, playing a lot more uh, Madden Ultimate Team than I have most of, of anything, but uh, yeah. But how cool would it be able to carry your season over from one year to the next? You used to be able to do that stats-wise, yeah. but not your players and, and shit. Players, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but player, but I mean, even from t- like 19 to 20, yeah, you would be able to keep your same roster. The actual draft class would be your draft class, and you're mm-hmm. you know going into that. You so you could go into 2021. And the draft class would be there. You get simulated draft out of that yeah. whole night. It would be you used to be able to do that. That was the one cool thing about because I we used to buy NCAA football, mm-hmm. and then the fucking Madden the next month when it came out, and you play your you play your fucking uh, NCAA season, and then you import your NCAA draft class into Madden. And you had that. So that's how you could get some of your created players or guys that you had worked up or whatever. So that was always cool. And then it kind of went away from that. But I did notice this year Madden actually has real names on there. Like Trevor Lawrence is somebody who's going to be in the draft on like you do your scouting in your season and Trevor Lawrence is there. It's like, oh, oh, wow. So I haven't looked completely into it, but there are a ton of other players in there as well that I, are truly on there. I wonder if that's the breakthrough that NCA they would that they can their players can get paid now. So I if wonder they if, can get paid for their likeness or whatever. Yeah, I think. Like, yeah, it, yeah. So I wonder if that's what pushed that through. Probably. But I think it would be cool if I was I did a season slow, like played a game a week, mm-hmm. and then went into Madden 2021 and let's say I'm playing as the Broncos my Bronco team I would get to draft out of the draft class I get to you know people that retired in real life retired out Mm -hmm. and I'd get to carry that season over to the next year and be playing with all the features and full sets of Madden 2021 Mm -hmm. with my career mode continued on yeah and I think I think that's the next progression in in um, in sports gaming because 
people starting over. We're seeing part of it with the Ultimate League. Yeah. So people have stopped playing their own little dynasty leagues mm-hmm. because in reality, after you get to playing one year, if you could, you would bring, be able, if you'd be able to bring that back, if you'd be able to have longevity in your team, Yeah, you know, yeah. That would be cool. I could see that where you're basically getting your roster updates, roster updates. And then like in the off season, you get like one big update where it's an engine change or whatever, whatever changes that the format or the platform comes with or whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that, that would, I could see it like a Madden pass. Like I, I, I'm a lifelong Madden member. Yeah. Something just, like that. Yeah. And you pay your, they give it to you a discount rate. Hey, you pay, $45 or 50, 40, let's say $50 a year. Cause you know, you get $10, ten you're discount. Gonna buy, yeah. You're going to buy it for 60, 59 We're going to sell to you for 49 You guarantee to lock it in every year mm-hmm. and you get all these features. Yep. That would, I could see that. That would be pretty dope instead of a new game every year. And then fucking a 60 something gig install <laughs> every year, exactly. every year when you're, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so. they would. You would just have the you know the game, when the game dropped on day one, you would spend your day installing. Yeah, <laughs> which isn't bad so much anyway. I mean, at least for my house, I think it took twenty twenty five minutes and I was done installing it. But it was it was still a big fucking chunk of my my usage that yeah. uh, I don't get back. <laughs> I actually found out it's. I just upgraded all my Comcast stuff. It's not that expensive to go to unlimited anymore. Yeah. I'm uh I've got the high whatever Xfinity, the highest internet plan they have, I have that. It's not cheap, but it's not super expensive either. Is it gig internet? Oh uh, yeah. yeah. And uh it's like a hundred and or not a hundred, it's like eighty nine dollars a month or some shit like that. And you I should. I get a bundle because I do the house security thing, which I'm thinking about getting rid of and just doing my own my own thing, but but at the same time, it's it's peace of mind, I guess. Probably cost you the same amount, but I mean, I went, yeah. I went, I jumped to unlimited, and they throw your modem rental in. Oh, I have my own. I have my own modem. modem. Yeah. Oh, okay, so then never mind then. Yeah, I have my own modem. So, yeah, and it's it's a surfboard. Uh, I thought I had the box around here. No, it's a it's one of the surfboard. It's it's like the top rated whatever the brand is and it's called surfboard something or other it's like the number three modem on the list that they approve or whatever and it's yeah i've had i was using it in hawaii and it's been dope so this is probably stuff people don't want to hear about yeah <laughs> like i'm Madden, sure Madden Hefe, was slightly yeah. related have <laughs> they probably checked that a long time ago <laughs> we'll find out text yeah. us if you're still listening Hefe. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but not that's and and that's the shit we're uh, i like doing so uh we can we can expand this i know ed and i have talked about getting on and just bullshitting like we used to when we did the ed and tom show i mean we, we don't talk always have to just talk about football or media fantasy entertainment football. And all yeah, that yeah, stuff. yeah 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 i mean we can we can do whatever we want i mean uh the world is our oyster so uh it's i think like we got an answer to a boss on this one yeah <laughs> so hey uh um just something i haven't put out ladies if you have any questions or anything that you want to have us talk about on here email me text me uh, uh the ed and tom show.com 
the Ed and Tom Show at gmail.com is still up and running. So if that's how you want to reach out to me, go ahead. If if you're not in the FIB and listening to this show, I have no idea why. But thank you. Um, that's how you can get a hold of me. The Ed and Tom Show at gmail.com. You can email me there with questions, suggestions pictures of your mom, whatever you want to send me, I I will gladly receive them and uh, we'll talk about them. So uh, yeah. So uh, thank you again, uh, Powder, for for being here. Uh, If you want to say goodbye to everybody. Uh, Yeah, I'll be, I'll be in more often this year. Got nothing better to do because everything else. I don't know about this, this upcoming month, I'm doing the office move here soon. So Mm. I'm about to get real busy real fast. Well, maybe I can help you. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I start an internship in October, the uh, first week of October. So I don't know. I know we'll see. Thursday, we're doing a PA, PA swap over from our loaner PAs and pulling one out and putting the HA1 in there and then letting it pull its config over. It's going to be fun. Oh, nice. Yeah. That um, sounds like fun. I'm not even going to be there to do it. I'm letting, it's been all prepped from, from guys in Montreal and the local, my, my team here. Nice. So it's either going to go great or... I'm going to be driving in the office at 5 a.m. hating myself. <laughs> Blaming somebody else. What yeah. the fuck? No. no. <laughs> I'm the manager. I don't get to blame anybody else. It all just comes up on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah. All right. All right, Powder. Thanks again for coming in. And uh, thank you for downloading and listening to this. Uh, I am Tommy T. And I'm Powder. And it's been a, it's been a hell of a week. You guys keep it classy.